All right, hello and uh, welcome everybody to another edition of the Post Game Pints podcast. My name is Mitch Gallo with my VBF Sean Campbell and uh, we are brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery and Cunningham's Pub. Thank you guys for the support and thank you everybody for listening to another edition of the show. Jam-packed as per usual, rapid fire, random sports thoughts, pop quiz. Sean, there's a lot going on. Yeah, episode 93, 94, 95. I think ninety-five if we count all the five-minute post games. Okay, because I'm trying to I'm trying to do the math in my head because we like to talk about the best ninety-three or ninety-four. Because ninety-four, we're we're going with Yannick Perot, right, for the best ninety-four. Yeah. Ninety-five, uh, Sergey Berezin. Best That's 95. what I, I was going to say. Sergey Berezin, my Facebook friend. What? 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 Your Facebook my, friends? My Facebook friend, Sergey Berezin. Get him on the show. I'm going to try. I'm yeah. gonna try. I'm gonna send him a. I'm gonna send him a. I'm gonna slip into those DMs, Sean, of oh, uh, Sergey nice. Berzin. And by the way, he added me. I have no idea. Okay, and, and you know what? I'm just gonna give a little bit of love on the 95. Can you think of another 95? Uh, not off, not off the top of my head. No. I'm pretty sure Morozov for the Penguins. Alex, Mor- Alex Morozov. I'm pretty sure he was 95. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I give you an interesting uh, Sergey Berzin fact. Sure. So, um. Before they closed Maple Leaf Gardens, when he was mm-hmm. playing with the Maple Leafs, mm-hmm. um, my my parents made it a made it a thing for me to go to a game in that arena before they closed it down. You know, so I could go to the gardens, I could go to the uh, yeah. Montreal Four, made sure I get those two buildings in. Uh, being a big hockey fan like uh, like I am, and uh, I saw the second to last game. Couldn't get tickets to the last game, Sean, but saw the second to last game, and uh, Sergey Barrison scored a hat trick uh, in that game. The last hat trick scored. And uh, Maple Leaf Gardens, a trivia question that nobody will ever know the answer to, <laughs> except anybody listening now, since I brought it up. Yeah, uh, I don't have that. But so, so you've been to Maple Leaf Gardens and the Forum and any other uh, original you've been to MSG? Yep, MSG. OK, and I didn't get to uh, Boston. Uh, I didn't get to uh, the United Center in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not get to uh, Boston, obviously, until the new one. I've been to the new stadiums in both those arenas. And uh, I never, I've never been to Detroit. Yeah, I've uh, so done. I've, the new... I haven't seen a game at Joe Lewis or uh, Little Caesars yeah. Arena. Oh, Little Caesars, best food, best media meal. I've heard, there. I've heard. Man. Yes, yes. So I've, I've done all those cities. I, I didn't uh, get the, except for you know the one original six city that I have. I've done Toronto, uh, but not Maple Leaf Gardens. It was the, the ACC or whatever it's called now. Uh, of course, I've done the Forum and the Bell Center, uh, MSG, uh, Detroit. I've been to Chicago. We were at the draft together. Yeah, I've never been to Boston. I've been to Boston for a hockey game, but it was in Foxborough. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I've covered some playoff series in that arena, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been there uh, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. No, don't yeah. worry, Sean. You're not missing that much. I know, but I feel like you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm getting around. I'm getting my uh, uh, in in uh, and very soon I'm going to be uh, hitting up the one of the newest rinks in the rink in the in the Islanders. Going to yeah. Long Island, yeah. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna see that one. I'm gonna see that beautiful ring. So looking forward to that. All right, uh, you ready to get going here on uh, 
By the, the way, uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to when you uh, call the game in uh, Arizona's new home at some point. Yeah, you know, with all five thousand of us. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's smaller than Plas Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, they're, the coy- they're the Coyotes. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's get things going here on the Post Game Pines podcast. We got a lot to get to, a uh, lot of news. Uh, let's start with the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, we last last you heard it from us, Post Game Pines. We knew that Dominic Ducharme was fired, but now we know who the head coach is. And uh, Martin Saint Louis is come in, and things have changed a little bit. I mean, let's 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 not talk about results. Let's talk about the hockey. The hockey has changed, Mitch. Well, the hockey's changed, and I I think there's a lot that goes into it. I don't know how much uh, difference uh, in strategy uh, Martin St. Louis was able to apply in the early goings here. Uh, I think we can look at defensively. They've shifted from zone to man to man. And, you know, I think there's guys like Jeff Petrie who clearly are more comfortable playing uh, that style at this time. I think that we've seen a surge from players that maybe weren't exactly on the same page as Ducharme or, Maybe that's not even the right way to put it, but uh, that didn't feel like they're playing as confident as they could play uh, under Ducharme. You know, I'm looking at Caulfield. He's been electric uh, for whatever reason since uh, the coaching change. And I just think uh, it was time where the the season was going poorly. They were so beat down and they needed a fresh, uh, different voice. And I think to everything the Canadians have spoken about, uh, Jeff Gordon and Ken Hughes about offense and offensive minds and, and, and things of that nature, going outside the box, hiring people maybe you wouldn't think of. Well, I, I don't really care that he's never coached at any level. Martin St. Louis is a brilliant hockey mind, and if he can help communicate his ideas of hockey to these players, I mean, all the other stuff can figure itself out with the assistant coaches and things like that. I, I think um, on the ice it shows that uh, they have had new life uh, injected right into them. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's weird because you know, Mitch, that a coach can get stale after two and a half years. That's usually the number. It's two and a half years of the same message from the same coach. It was less than a year, and Dominic Ducharme's message got stale. And a couple of the players spoke about, you know, just having that, you know, you could you could respect the strategy, you could respect the system, but it's also about the delivery of the message. And you and I know Dominic Ducharme does not uh, maybe charismatic is not a word I would use for him. Um, so you get a little bit of that with Martin St. Louis. Maybe his message is going to be able to sink in just because of the messenger itself. And this is not to say the ideas that Dominic Ducharme didn't work, but we know that Martin St. Louis has a lot of ideas and is a very confident person. I don't know if he's going to be a good coach, Mitch. You don't know if he's going to be a good coach. He has to figure that out and he's going to have to figure it out on the fly. But I think, changing the messenger could be the right strategy for a lot of these young guys that just really want to take that next step because it looked like no one was taking the next step. You know, the, the question is, Oh, who's going to benefit the most from uh, Martin St. Louis? The, the answer is everybody should, because everybody wasn't playing well. Everybody had another step the, which player on the Canadians, you could say, well, they were, they were, they were going all out. They were, they, they had everything going and, and, and they clicked with nobody was clicking in that system. Yep. And I know that even when Jeff Gordon spoke about it, saying that, why did they let Dominic Ducharme go after you said he was going to say, it's like, he's like, it kind of had to. And, and I think Mitch, we all understood why that happened. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see what Martin St. Louis can do. And I, and I'm with you on the mind. I, I think that 
there's something there, but you got to be patient. Don't don't and and the Canadians have have the ability to be patient here. And I like the idea that he gets half a season to play around with the NHL to figure out what he wants to do. All right, Sean, uh, let's go to the uh, second uh, topic on the uh, rapid fire here on postgame points. And uh, the fact that uh, Caden Primo was struggling, so the Canadians have gone out and acquired a goaltender. In comes Andrew Hammond from Iowa slash Minnesota. Look, this is exactly what you and I have been talking about. And the last time Caden Primo played um, for the Canadians, I was doing play-by-play. I was uh, with you. We were on the uh, second intermission together. And I was like, you can't let this guy play in the NHL again this year. You have to find another way. And I said, if it's signing Kevin Poulain to an NHL contract and trading away somebody that's just a depth player, do that. Well, they did it the other way. They traded a depth player to get a guy that has some NHL experience. Is Andrew Hammond the same? No. But if Andrew Hammond gets pulled five straight games, it doesn't matter. It matters for Cade and Primo that he's getting pulled. Send him to Laval. Let them get some games. Let them play. Let them get some confidence. That team's playing hard. That team's playing well right now. They're gaining points every single night. And I and and and, I, and he's not too far removed from playing some of the best hockey that he's played professionally with the Laval Rocket. So I I, I love this move. I think it's smart. Uh, you get another injury, don't call him up. Don't just don't. You know, next year don't. He, he hasn't played enough games in the AHL. He's young. NHL goalies don't become NHL goalies till 23, 24, 25. Play the long game with Caden Primo. That part for sure. Uh, the goalie they brought in, I don't think he's very good. I don't um, care. I don't care. It's just another goalie that you get to put in net that's not Caden Primo. Yeah, he's, he's uh, you know, career minor leaguer for the most part. 56 uh, games of uh, NHL experience before the trade for uh, Andrew Hammond. Surprisingly, uh, Sean, because of his good run early on in Ottawa, able to uh, post a career save percentage in the NHL of a 926. Take it. Uh, Yeah, he was involved in the uh, Matt Duchesne uh, deal from uh, Colorado to Ottawa Mm -hmm. uh, many, many years ago, but has since just kind of bounced around in the American Hockey League, uh, last played before getting uh, to Montreal uh, in 2018. So it's been a while, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't want to – I'll just say he's a sacrificial lamb. Like, they'll they'll throw him to the wolves and and really not care uh, if he gets lit up on a, on a night-to-night basis because you don't have to worry about uh, his future with the team or what he is as a goalie, where I think you're right. What, what Primo all signs indicate that Laval is not just the better spot right now, but the better spot for the remainder of the season. Yeah, so uh, it, to me, I, I didn't even care which goalie got, they got. I just wanted them to get a goalie that's played in the NHL before, and that's exactly what they got. So I don't think there's anything to this. The, the What they're doing this, you know, they're, they're losing a depth guy that, I'll tell you, Laval Rocket could use. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter in the big scheme of things. He wasn't going to be with the Canadians. He's a minor league guy, Brandon Baddock. He's going to go to Minnesota, and they get a goalie that's going to play instead of Primo. That was the purpose of the trade. That's the only sole purpose. It's about longevity for Primo in the years to come all right the third topic trade deadline still not there yet just over a month away uh mitch but canadians fans are looking at that and circling it thinking that that's where all the big change is going to come i'll tell you i don't know if all the big change is going to come there because i think the canadians are in a position of strength they don't have to move some of these players it's not they they get to choose no i don't like that deal i'm not going to move petrie i'm I'm not going to move i'm not going to move hoffman i want to keep them oh i'm going to move them ah I'll wait another year. They have them under contract. So there's no 
real urgency. There's not like six UFAs that you have to get the best deal for. I, I think this is a good situation for Ken Hughes and Jeff Gordon. No, I, I think it's a good situation. I'm with you. Uh, it's always advantageous to be dealing from a position of strength. There's no question about it. And if the Canadians don't get what they are seeking on one of these players that has a contract beyond this year, then the Canadians can just walk away from the deal and say, no, it's not good enough. You didn't match our price. So we're just going to hold on to the asset. You're right uh, in in that regard. And then maybe uh, with all that said, you could catch a team that is very desperate and thinks that one of your players could be the difference between uh, winning a Stanley cup or getting bounced earlier in the playoffs. And if you could find a team like that, maybe they're overpay to get one of those players that you're talking about that is under contract. Now, I don't know if that'll be the case uh, for Jeff Petrie, uh, but the guy I find to be very interesting, Sean, and I would want if I'm a playoff team that needs some goal scoring is a uh, Tyler Toffoli. And uh, there have been multiple reports that the Calgary flames are very high on Tyler Toffoli. Uh, it's easy to make the connection with uh, Daryl Sutter mm-hmm. and uh, the time that Toffoli played under Sutter NLA, winning a Stanley Cup together. And not just uh, Daryl Sutter, uh, Sean, but, you know, Kirk Muller's behind the bench. There is an associate coach uh, with Good the Calgary point. Flames. So he had uh, Tyler Toffoli uh, just last season before uh, Kirk Muller was uh, let go at the same time as uh, Claude Julien when the Canadians didn't get off to uh, the greatest of starts. So uh, there's familiar faces there. Uh, Calgary kind of uh, at a crossroads right now where they might want to go all in because they have guys like Goudreau on expiring deals. And uh, that that Sutter contract wasn't exactly long-term beyond next season. It just feels like a lot's up in the air with uh, Calgary. So maybe since they haven't made a run in quite some time, uh, Brad Treliving, uh, the general manager of the Flames, would overpay to get a guy like Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, to me, Tyler Toffoli is a guy that I'd want to keep around the Canadians. He, you know, I'm not looking to trade him. I'm not in a rush to trade him, Sean, but, but if, if the price if you're is blown, right. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. If the price is right with the situation you're in, you're going to have to look at it. But this is the situation where the Canadians have to walk away from this going, feeling very good. And Calgary Flames are like, oh, that's a lot they paid that much it's because he's not on the market in my mind so you want someone who's not on the market you're going to have to buy to put him on the market i think that's exactly what you're looking for when it comes to uh the uh, uh the montreal canadians here with Toffoli or anybody that they want to move so i think that they're in a good situation and if they don't get the deal they want they can walk it right up to the trade deadline and just walk away and say hey that's fine. We know what's out there. We know what you're offering. We're just not there yet. That's fine. We'll wait till the summer. We could wait till next year's trade deadline. Because you know what? The Canadians already have a boatload of draft picks for this year's draft. I know it's Montreal. They're going to get another one when they deal at Ben Schrott, one of the easier ones. So, yeah, I think the Canadians are in a very good situation when it comes to the NHL trade deadline. Uh, Mitch, you want to move on to random sports thoughts? Let's do it. All right. See, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to do this. By the way. Can I can I say my first random sports thought? Sure. Congratulations to Post Game Pints own Dave Trenadui and Sarah for the birth of their daughter, Chloe. There's a reason why under my name it says Gallo and under Gallo's name it says Campbell is because I don't know how to switch it and Dave's not here, man. It's because <laughs> he's busy being a dad and uh, absolutely uh, congratulations to Dave and Sarah and their baby girl, Chloe. And I know that they are over the moon uh, excited to become parents. Way to learn on the spot, Campbell. 
All right. That's the yeah. way to do it. So you're going to give us a jingle here or something like that? Yeah, I'm working on this. I'm trying to figure out how all this works. And probably Dave's going to be like, don't do that. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to play this little song in the background for random sports lots. All right. It's called Feeding the Ducks. I don't know what that means. I'm good with it. You want to start us off or you want yeah. me to go? Well, I did with the Dave thing, but I mean, I actually have one. Um, so the, the Hammond um, deal for Baddock. I'll tell you, Baddock, I'm, this is from a Laval Rocket perspective. Baddock was a very important player to them. Big guy, protected everybody around. But if Michael Pizzetta can't find a home with the Canadians down the stretch here, now that he's been healthy scratched, then it doesn't matter. Pizzetta's better than Baddock, and Pizzetta will do more for the Laval Rocket down the stretch if they go on a playoff run. So the trade is so meaningless, even if you want to take it from the, the Laval Rocket perspective. Yeah, I'm with you there, by the way. And uh, I like this tune. Yeah, I don't even know if it's too loud, so I apologize if it's too loud. I don't know how to handle the volume. (laughs) That's all right. Ground music. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a little more, little more, little more, little more. Perfect. Socket. Right there. See? That, 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 that's learning. A good learning. Learning on the fly. All right. My uh, first uh, random sports sh- uh, thought, Sean. Um, so in baseball, the National League is going to now have uh, the DH rule like the American League. So I'm just wondering why call them National League and American League when they're the same league now? I always liked how the two leagues didn't play each other. You didn't really see traits between the two leagues. The two leagues had different rules. And then in the World Series, when the two leagues would meet for the World Series to yeah. declare who was the best of the two leagues combined, you would have to play with the rules of the home ballpark. I love that stuff. But now it's just one league. So uh, I am advocating that we change National League and American League to National Conference and American Conference because it doesn't make any sense to call them leagues anymore because they're not different leagues. Yeah, and you, once you had interleague play, and this was we, we knew this was all going to come sooner sooner or later. And I'll tell you this, I hate it. One of my favorite things. Okay, there's there's one of my favorite things, my least favorite things about baseball, and it, it involves around pitchers hitting. I love pitchers that can hit. No, you do. And I hate pitchers that don't know how to hold a baseball bat. I'm like, <laughs> you've been playing this game your whole life, and it looks like you picked up the bat upside down. How do, how do you look like you've never held a baseball bat when you get up to the plate and this is a game that you've played your entire life? Yeah, I know you went the pitching route, but it doesn't mean when you pick up a baseball bat, it's it looks like a foreign object that you've never seen. It's like someone, you know, trying to use chopsticks for the first time. They're like, eh. like, that's what pitchers did with baseball. So I understand I why they put the rule in, but man, I love pitchers that can hit. And, it, and, it, and, and it, it's going to bother me that you get down to those those moments and those big moments with those pitchers putting it over the fence or a key base hit. Bartolo Cologne. We won't have the Bartolo Cologne moments. It's, it's the, one of my favorite moments in the last 20 years in baseball. Bartolo Cologne's home run. Honestly. So I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, random sports slot number two, Mitch. Was the interim tag on Martin St. Louis really necessary? Did they, did, they, did they have to add that in? I, and I understand he's trying it out and maybe he's a spy and all but do they have to add that interim it's such a weird situation to put an interim tag on him i know yeah. normally there is one but it's it's usually to the assistant or the guy it's like oh you're gonna fill in for the rest of the season now what at the end of the year they're gonna go get another coach oh, come on come on well they, they, it's, they it's might his, it's his job i know but it's his job 
It's but his job. They, they didn't have to give him the interim tag. They could have just called him head coach and said he has a contract for the remainder of the season. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you there, but... I'll uh, I'll call him interim coach if that's what they want to call him. I'm fine yeah. with it. I have a tough time. I usually just say head coach now just because I'm like, does it, does it really matter? Oh, here's the thing. I've noticed you, Mitch. Yeah. Are you on the uh, Martin or the Marty? Martin. Same page. Same page. Same page. Martin, St. Louis. Uh, my uh, second random sports thought, Sean, is that uh, in sports, one moment can define you both bad or good. And uh, I say this thinking about Andrew Hammond. Uh, anytime I hear Andrew Hammond, I will think about him ducking out of the way of a PK Subban slap shot in the playoffs. One <laughs> moment, <laughs> one moment can define a player. Oh, I, I I remember I was I was in the booth. I think I texted you, and you were around the corner, and I was like, he ducked. I'm like, he definitely ducked. I'm like, I've never seen an NHL goalie duck to get out of the way. I can <laughs> see them duck when it's going over the net because you don't want it to hit you, but I've never seen you duck and it goes in. That's duck, duck, goose, mm, burger. All right. Uh, last one for me. Having no fans at the Bell Center, Mitch, is making the Habs season worse. And and I think, you know, everybody thinks it's the worst season ever because everything that's happening on the ice. But I think having the no fans is amplifying it almost tenfold. And, and I understand they're going to get to 50 and then, you know, and even when the season was open and, and, and it wasn't, they weren't selling out. I, that's fine. You don't need to sell out right now when you're bottom of the league and the games don't matter. I'm okay with that. But man, it really, you, you get back, now that we're back at the Bell Center after all those games being postponed and they still don't have fans for 500 in the, and then they lose. It's just like, it's just piling on, man. It's just piling on. And I, and I feel like if there were fans, one, the season wouldn't be as bad. I think the Canadians might have won a few more games. And two, you wouldn't think about this being the worst season ever. My uh, final uh, random sports thought, Sean, is uh, our baseball league, our senior baseball league, is talking about uh, having wooden bats instead of the aluminum bats that we're accustomed to playing with. Yeah, I heard that. So, uh, so I just, I just, uh, I thought that crossed my mind. I'd like to see uh, one major league baseball game played with aluminum bats. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Just one. I'd like to see just once a Major League Baseball played with aluminum bats. Yeah, I'd, and the wood bat, aluminum bat, doesn't make a difference for me, Mitch. It's a bat that I'm going to swing. <laughs> I know you. I know you well. Because I, right. I, I'm very proud of myself. I don't walk. Last season, no walks, no strikeouts, my friend. I, I walk a lot. But uh, Vlad, like uh, Vlad Guerrero said, you can't walk your way off the island. Uh, all right, Sean, that was uh, Random Sports Thoughts here on the Post Game Pints podcast. And I think we only have time for uh, one uh, pop quiz. Uh, Unless because, mine's uh, quick or, or uh, is... Well, I'm, at the Bell, I'm at the Bell Center and uh, I've uh, overstayed my welcome, I think. So oh, I have okay. to depart in about three minutes. <laughs> oh, so we have to wrap it's... this up in uh, three minutes. Okay, so I got a very quick one for you. All right. You ready? Pop quiz. Yep. Uh, Mar- Martin St. Louis is head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. He won uh, the Hart Trophy back in 2004. Yep. Ever since 2004, mm-hmm. every single Hart Trophy winner is still in the National Hockey League since okay. 2004, except one. Who is it? One Hart Trophy winner. It is Henrik Sedin. You got it. He's the only one. Everybody else, like Joe Thornton, is still around. Of course, Ovechkin, Crosby, and and um, 
all these winners since 2004 are still in the league. It's 2022. And uh, <laughs> Hendrick Sedin is the lone uh, Hart Trophy winner in 2010 not playing it's just proud of, uh, proud of how, how quick i got that one you probably saw a list somewhere not long i, ago. I didn't know i no? just know the mvps okay. off uh, off the top of my head oh. and he's kind of an outlier there so uh yeah and and it, it sounds like at some point um the sedines are going to be in a front office of the uh, vancouver canucks it seems that way they're going to be involved in some kind of a uh, greater role than they already have as uh, i think ambassadors always love the sedines all right, so uh, don't look at the, uh, the the thing. I'm Campbell. He's Gallo. You know, look at the thing of bond. But underneath that, it says click, comment, and subscribe. Right, Mitch? That's right. Smash that subscribe button. And uh, also, uh, we love your comments. So thank you once again, everybody, for listening to the Post Game Pints podcast. And uh, tune in next Wednesday. We'll be back once more.